Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is June 26, 2017. My name is Phil Brosman reich I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. We've had a weekend to sit and stew over the NBA draft. I said I'd be back for a Saturday episode. I kind of got lazy and changed my mind. But I am here mon- today on a Monday to give you a complete recap of what happened Friday at the introductory press conference for Jonathan Isaac and Wesley Owundu, the two picks for the Orlando Magic, and just kind of do a base uh, a recap and basic summary of the Magic's draft and, and where I think that leaves the team now. There's plenty to dissect about that that we will discuss in the coming days, especially as we get ready for free agency. We'll spend the majority of the rest of this week talking about free agency. I'll have my free agency primer on tomorrow's episode of Locked on Magic. Um, you know, as I've kind of, I think, hinted at least on, on this podcast or, or mentioned elsewhere, free agency is not going to be that exciting for the Magic this year. I don't think there's not a lot of cap room to begin with. Uh, and number two, uh, just uh, I think that the Magic are probably going to be focused more on trades and using their cap room to bring back more money in trades. Uh, just just the way it is this summer. Um, but the Magic making the first big move, of course, in drafting Jonathan Isaac and Wesley Uwundu. And so let's talk about those two players. That's what this podcast episode is about. It's about the two new guys the Magic brought into the team and what they are all about. You know... Heading into this draft, John Hammond was on local media and said, we're trying to find players with versatility, with athleticism, with length. That's something that Jeff Weltman has repeated. And and with Jonathan Isaac and with Wesley Wundu, the Magic have found exactly that. They found two players that bring with them versatility and length. It is the definition of what the Magic said they were looking for. And exactly what they got. Now, what are they bringing in with these two players? Uh, it's it's still uncertain. They're both very, very raw still at this point. They're still growing as basketball players. And in fact, what marked them probably throughout their early their young basketball careers is the fact that they had to grow at every stage. They had to fight back doubts. They had to fight back uh, it just pretty much not insurmountable odds by any means, but a, a, a sort of belief that they weren't going to make it. Or not, not, a, not even a belief, but but just this feeling that they weren't going to make it. You know, Jonathan Isaac said during his introductory press conference that as a freshman, he was just, as a freshman in high school, you know, he was a little bit taller than six feet. He was just kind of running around there using his athleticism that way. Uh, but really hadn't developed you know a whole lot he wasn't one of the top guys in his class uh and and even by his sophomore year he was on the varsity team and, and struggled to make the team and it wasn't particularly clear if he was going to stay on the team you know 
when his doctors told him his growth plates had expanded and that he could grow to be as tall as seven foot, he didn't believe it at first. But when Isaac did finally grow, when Isaac kind of grew into the player he is now at six foot ten, it became very clear that he did have the talent to make it. And even at Florida State, there was a growing a sense or some type of belief that he was passive, that he didn't have all the skills needed to be that star player. And it's still a legitimate doubt about him. But looking at him and the way he played and what he produced, it didn't scream NBA player. But Isaac did not have those doubts. Or he, I mean, he certainly did not believe, you know, the dream became real to him very, very quickly. And that dream became a reality on Friday as the Magic introduced Jonathan Isaac to the press. It was a, a really special moment for him, one that he wasn't certain would come at the end of the day. It's just been my life. It's, it's, it's literally been my life in this game, in my journey. I started, you know, as a nobody and, uh, and had to understand that it's a process. And if I want to get to where I, I am now, I got to put the work in. And I got to understand that it's, I take it one day at a time. And one day, each day, I get a little better. Um, you know, I rose in rankings. I, I showed up on the scene and I kind of surprised everybody because I've had that mindset of it's a process. That's certainly what. The Magic want to hear from from a player like Isaac, a young player who's coming in, ready to work, ready to to contribute where he can. And, and Isaac would fully admit that he did not get to show everything that he's about at Florida State. He had to play a role for the Seminoles uh, last year uh, as a freshman on a veteran team, a team that did go to the NCAA tournament, was the host of their pod, even though they lost it in the second round uh, to the Xavier Musketeers in Orlando. Uh, Isaac was uh, an important part, and he contributed where he could. But certainly, he was still someone that had to grow and and had to learn, uh, and still has to learn who he is as a player. That's something that he fully admits and is fully ready to do. He said during the introductory press conference, you know, he believes he can contribute immediately on the defensive end. He believes that he can make an impact for the Magic on the defensive end as soon as possible. And, and like I've always, like I've kind of said and hinted at in other places, it's really, really difficult to find players who want to play defense. Um, that That is something innate. And if you find that, and then they can add a little bit of offense to the game, they can be good players. Isaac does have that ability to grow on the offensive end. It's very clear watching his his tape that he can do a lot, he can do a lot of things. And certainly he didn't show everything he could do at Florida State. Um, you look at him on the ball, he does look very fluid on the ball. I mean, he was a guard for most of his life and sprouted to six foot ten, and he doesn't look like a guy who's uncomfortable in his body yet. Does need to add strength. That's absolutely true, and it's going to take some time. But like Isaac said, it is a process, and it is a process that he's gone through for much of his life to grow as, as an individual, as a basketball player, as everything. He burst onto the scene and has made his impact and obviously gets gets taken with the sixth overall pick. The journey that Jonathan Isaac took is, is not too dissimilar from the journey that Wesley Uwundu took to get to this point, to get to the Orlando Magic. Wesley Uwundu was an unheralded recruit. He was a three-star recruit out of Houston, Texas when he signed with the Kansas State Wildcats. Didn't start his, fr- his first game as a freshman, 
but recorded a double-double in that game against Northern Colorado and never looked back. He was a starter for the rest of his career. But what differentiated Wundu and makes him such an intriguing prospect as well is not just his physical tools. Six foot seven, seven foot, you know, a huge wingspan. I don't, uh, uh, a guy, like I think it's like a six foot ten wingspan. Guy who can defend multiple positions. Played a little bit on the ball as a senior. He was someone that really grew from role player to solid starter to focal point of the offense. He didn't average more than 10 points per game until his junior year. And in in that junior year, he shot 20% from beyond the arc and improved it to 36 or 37% by his senior year. This is a guy that grew with every step of the process. Every year, he got a little bit better. And while 13 points per game is nothing to write home about, he averaged about 6 or 7 rebounds per game as well, 13 points per game hardly looks like the profile of a solid NBA player. Bruce Weber, uh, his coach at Kansas State, said they had to really work on his shot. His rotation was off. But he showed that continual growth each and every year. And that's something that leaves the Magic fairly optimistic about his continued growth. Um, You know, it's just always been using the underdog mentality and uh, coming into college, you know, I put in the work put in the effort, you know, to be able to give myself a chance to start after that first game. You know, like you said, I had a double-double. And, you know, just coming in with the with that mentality, you know, I've been carrying that up until now, and it'll continue. And I think, you know, just fitting in, you know, with the magic, bringing that to the team, you know, ready to do some things, uh, you know, get down on defense, you know, just bring the pressure and help guys get better each and every day. That's what I, that's what I expect to do. And this is at the very core of who the Magic were looking for and what the Magic were looking for and why they took these two players. It's not that it's not that other players don't have this skill in them, but these were skills the Magic were looking for specifically. Jeff Weltman said they're looking for players who will work for each other, do the right things for the team. And of course, no rookie is, really very few rookies, are ready to step in immediately and make a huge impact. That's the reality. And so you are judging whether a person will work hard, will get down and do the work it takes to become the player they can be in the NBA. And certainly the belief is that Isaac has that in him with the way that he's worked, and he's clearly done that throughout his basketball life. And certainly Ubuntu has done that too. The question always becomes, you know, how do you react when the level of competition increases? But these are the type of people the Magic wanted to start things off. These are the type of people the Magic were looking for from the very beginning to make their program work. Because in some ways this is a bit of a fresh start. Yes, it all comes down to one thing. We're not drafting a player, we're drafting a person. And we look for the qualities in a person that will translate into anything, any field. So these guys have work ethics, they have integrity, they have teamsmanship, they have all the traits that we're looking for. And we believe that they will reach their potentials just because of who they are as people. And it's up to us to assess what their potentials are, and we think they're great. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks.
It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details. And of course... That leads perhaps to the bigger question in all of this, the bigger issue and thought for the Orlando Magic as they come out of this NBA draft. On Friday's episode after the draft, you know, when I was speaking with Zach Oliver, I touched a little bit on this issue, and I think it's important to, to reset this and talk about it in full. The NBA draft was our first clue to who the Magic want to be and what they want to become. It is the first step, not the only step, not the final step, but the first step in rebuilding and revitalizing this franchise and this team. From turning it in from the 29 win, whatever it was last year, to the whatever it's going to become. And, you know, I think somewhat unfairly, perhaps fairly, perhaps unfairly, but somewhat unfairly, I and, and probably other members of the media set this expectation that the Magic were going to speed things up and try and go quicker in this rebuild than they had before. Certainly the Magic weren't going to tear everything down and start over. That everyone felt pretty certain about. But the going belief from talking with fans and, and, and the sense being around the team was the Magic believed that they were better than their 29-win record indicated and that they could rebuild quickly. That made me believe, that made everyone believe that the Magic would look for a player that could contribute fairly quickly and immediately with these four picks that they had. And look to reset things a bit, but be ready to make the playoffs in the 2019 season, if not sooner. It's not to say the Magic were going to give up on the 2018 season and tank. No one was expecting that. But it would take a year to transition to the type of players that Jeff Weltman wanted to bring in. I think it is safe to say with the Magic's decision to draft a player like Jonathan Isaac, who needs time, that the Magic are beginning their process over again. That the Magic are trying to start something new. Jeff Feltman talked about bringing in length and versatility. Frank Vogel is still, talk, is still talking about bringing those skills to help build up the defense. It's No one's losing their sight on, on the goal here, on the ball here. But Isaac will require patience. And there's no getting around or spinning that. I understand, you know, that it's a process, and I understand that I'm not where I want to be. Um, and I don't think, I don't think, uh, you know, momentum is shifted in a split second. Um, I think it takes time to to, to to turn things around, and it's going to take time. It's going to be a process. You know, I, I don't, I'm not saying it's going to be five years. I have, I have no intention of it being five years, but you know, I know it's going to be a process, and I know I'm going to work every day to help this team. Isaac certainly recognizes that he has a long way to go to get where he wants to be. 
And his growth is going to be very much uh, in lockstep with this Magic team's growth. While there's still Aaron Gordon, there's still Evan Forney, there's still Nikola Vucevic, there's still Alfred Payton, there's still Terrence Ross, there's still a lot of promising young players on this team. A lot of them have been in this league for a while now. A lot of them have shown what they can do. And, and yeah, they can also get better. But Isaac is now the wild card. He's the one that could truly be transcendent, I guess. And the way he talks is certainly uh, in the way that a, a player who knows he's still got a lot of work ahead of him to reach his goals and his career goals has to has to be. How long Orlando waits on him is another question entirely. I mean, it, it's, it is a big question for the Magic this year. And moving forward, exactly what they'll go with involving Jonathan Isaac. But it doesn't seem like the Magic are on an expedited timeline. You know, Wellman is not a big process guy as far as the term as it's become defined. He's not into timelines. He's not into any of those external expectations. That much is clear. He's looking to build the best team that he can. And he clearly has a type. Jonathan Isaac fits that type. Long, athletic, defensive-minded. Some offensive skill that he can grow into. And then, honestly, Coach Frank Vogel said at the introductory press conference that Isaac is going to be relied on more for defense to start off with, make some spot-up threes. They're not going to give him more than he can handle. So Isaac will take some time to make his impact. Weltman is more about bringing in the right people at this point. There is no first step to getting the Magic back where they want to be. It's just about bringing in the players that fit the, the roster you have and fit the vision. And Isaac fits that vision. Iwundu fits that vision. And if that's a first step, that's a first step. Well... There's no next step. It's just, it's just adding the right kind of people, the right kind of players. I think today was a, a big step forward for us to be able to add a Jonathan Isaac, a Wesley Wundu, um, kind of preserve some of our assets going forward and kind of bring in the, the sorts of people that we want to be about, the sorts of players that we want to be about. As we go forward, we'll be opportunistic. We'll seize every possibility that we can to improve the team and bring in those, those sorts of people. But today was a big step for us. Rebuilding is probably not a word Magic fans want to hear right now. It's been five years, the longest playoff drought drought for the Magic as a franchise. It's been a long time since this team has been competitive. They've had one 30-win season in the last five years. And it's painful. I understand it. And taking a a high-risk, high-potential prospect like Isaac has the long-term vision in mind, but doesn't have those short-term gains that fans are hungry for. You sense within this Magic fan base a, a, a longing to be relevant again, to have a reason to go to the Amway Center. I've said it a million times. 
Magic fandom is very healthy right now. Or not very healthy, but it's healthy right now. It's as healthy as it's probably ever been. Fans just need a reason to show up, to believe again. And yeah, the future potential for Isaac is a lot different than maybe the short-term games you could have gotten with other prospects. Or the short-term games that people believe you have when you make trades on draft night. Remember, we were sitting here last year after trading Victor Oladipo for Serge Ibaka, maybe a little ticked off the team traded Victor Oladipo. But believing fully that the Magic were a better team than they were the year before, that Ibaka would be that piece the team needed to get over the top, to change the way this franchise played. That belief was real. I I mean, I sat here and said, I believe the Magic are a better team today than they were yesterday on draft night. They're more talented. Yet, it didn't come to fruition. The pieces didn't fit together. It didn't work. And yeah, I'm going to sit here and tell you the Magic are better today than they were before the draft. Because I believe that. It's not only that, you got the coaching continuity with Frank Vogel, and I think Isaac can contribute something immediately. He may not be the star yet that the Magic might need, but he can definitely contribute something fairly quickly. And it is at least somewhat encouraging that he knows for him to reach his potential, he's going to have to put in the work. And it is going to require patience to get there. And that means something too. It means he is bought in and invested not only in his future, but his new team's future as well. I'm I'm, I'm super eager. Um, And not not just to prove it to everybody else, but to prove it to myself. I'm constantly proving to myself that, that I belong and, you know, I should be here. And um, I need to prove to myself that I deserve to be the number six pick, as well as prove it to the coach and my teammates. It may be frustrating to hear that it's going to take some time. And even I, and as I played earlier, Isaac said, it, hopefully it doesn't take another five years. There's no reason to believe that it will take another five years. It can happen fairly quickly. It, if the right thing clicks, teams go from down in the dumps to playoff teams fairly quickly in this league. If keeping Vogel and tweaking what he saw at the end of last season works, it's a big if. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't bet on it. But things happen very quickly in this league. But things also happen when you have patience. And the Magic have asked for a lot of patience these last two years. A lot of patience. Very clearly, they're asking for just a little bit more with these picks. 
with these picks, the Magic have said that it that to be as good as they believe they can be. It may take a little bit more pain to get there. But as I've said on this podcast numerous, numerous, numerous times, what was important in this draft was to sell a little bit of hope. Maybe Jonathan Isaac is that hope. Or maybe maybe he first needs to give us a reason to believe. And of course, we'll see him in action at Summer League next week. And then we'll find out just where this team is at in October when the regular season starts. I want to thank everyone for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic and our recap of the NBA Draft. We'll be doing a lot of free agency stuff the rest of this week as we get ready for free agency. The Magic probably aren't going to be very active, but we're going to be thorough and let you know what to look forward to in the free agency period. Uh, you can, of course, follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Magic, as well as like us on Facebook at Locked On Magic to read the companion articles to these posts, to these, to these, to things we talk about on the podcast. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, check out OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at OmagicDaily, as well as like Orlando Magic Daily on Facebook at Orlando Magic Daily. That's going to do it for me for Locked On Magic and OrlandoMagicDaily.com. This has been Philip Rossmanike. I will see you all again tomorrow on another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. It's Ace's biggest LED light bulb sale of the year. Right now, buy one, get one free on our best-selling LED light bulbs. Our four-pack of LED bulbs is $9.99, and our two-pack of LED floodlights is only $12.99. Buy one, get one free. There's no limit on how much you can save, so stock up now. Hurry in. Buy one, get one free on long-lasting 10-year LED bulbs, now through Monday, only at your neighborhood Ace. See participating stores for details.